Hello and welcome to a pair of Dice Lost podcasting channel. My name is Brendan, my pronouns are he, him, and I'll be your storyteller for this game about living gods on the wrong side of the law. Joining me for this game is... Hey there guys, my name is Tyler, uh, pronouns are he, him, I'm going to be playing uh, Ricky, the fire-aspected street exorcist. Hi everybody, my name is Christina, I will be playing Elion. My pronouns are she, her, and Elion's pronouns are they, them. They are a water-aspected investigator. Hi, everyone. My name's Cody. Pronouns are he, they, and I play Amalar Divine, the air-aspected shady businessman. Hi, my name is Britt, and my pronouns are she and her. I play a wood-aspect named Rush Ferris, who has a ferret familiar named Zeke. Together, they specialize in archery, larceny, and dance. Hi, I'm Michaela Sheher, and I'll be playing Tarali of House Regara, an Earth-aspected leader of a small military force known as the Tyrants who collects the books for the gang. And this is Exalted, like a dragon-blooded. Act 2, Relics and Revelations. Oh, yeah, because that, that thing is a whole-ass threat and a roll, isn't it? Yeah, that thing is a whole-ass threat and roll. I kind of like that, though. Mm. God. Whatever you want to do. But, no, but I'm I just letting you know that they are two separate roles. I said I won't, so I won't. I want right. to, but I won't. I mean, if, if dude, if you want to, you can. I'm just letting you know that I want them as two separate roles. I don't think Britt wants me to, so I won't. I, as Ferris, cannot swim. So you, just so you know. That's all I'm leaving at. Okay, well, tell you what, I if I if I roll and it doesn't go great, can I opt to do it at the end? Yeah, sure thing. Okay, here's my roll. So I will let you know that with a nine, you did double uh, their resolve, so it does go well. I do want to see how that Ferris's roll goes first, though. So uh, please, uh, while that Ricky is regaling. Uh, Seafoam elegy with uh, the tale of the atonement prison break. How? What is Ferris doing? I guess I'm going to. I'll just fucking interpretive dance the story. I guess to help the story get better or everything. But like, I'm also kind of doing my own thing. But when he like says very like important things or very like cool things or stuff like that she'll do like a dance move to go with that part of the story but then kind of continue to go on to what she's doing um so she's not quite interpretive dancing the whole thing but paying attention to what he's telling so she can give more dramatic effect to the story as well as if he's doing any of his like fiery bullshit she will try and like do her acrobatic type moves to make sure she's not like in the way or to get like around it to not you know get hit by any fire and stuff like that if zeke is no longer cowering i if he's not terrified anymore he's gonna come out and also dance with me maybe like 
like he'll like run around my leg and up and out to my arm and like jump off the tip of my arm and do like a flip in the air. How long was how long did I say that Zeke was going to be scared? Was it a day? I want to say it was not more than a day, but I know I couldn't use him while we were doing the last one. Uh, I'm going to say that it was a day um, and Zeke is fine with helping you out right now. Okay. So he'll also be kind of running around. He'll like kind of run up my leg, up my chest, off the tip of my arm. And when I like put my arm out, he'll like jump off of it, kind of flip. Uh, Again, avoiding any fire that Ricky may or may not be doing. He will also use Ricky as like a springboard, kind of like jump up off of him and do flips and stuff. Also helping with the uh, dramatic effect of his story. Okay, yeah. Um, So with using your own familiar and helping out your your friend's story and kind of ducking and diving around uh, the descriptions that Tyler has already laid out, I will absolutely give you a three dot stun. Uh, Obviously, uh, so that's Mm -hmm. going to be your dex and performance, I believe I said. Does Zeke uh, have to roll as well? Do you want him to roll? I, I'm asking because if he has to roll, he gets doubles on performance when working with fairs. Yeah, sure. Why not? Let's see how ridiculous this can get. Okay. Well, I am going to use one willpower for an auto success. And I'm going to spend. Tyler, are we trying to make a uh, make it known that we can handle ourselves? Uh, well, I'm, just, shooting, I'm shooting just fire to... everywhere, so okay. we're telling a story so, about how we kill a guy. So yeah, probably. Okay. So then I'm going to spend six out of my peripheral, which would put me in glowing. So that'll also cause like some of the vines in like Ferris's hair to kind of grow a little longer. But that's really about it. And the smell of pine kind of is a little stronger. Not that they probably smell it if we're on deck. And I'm going to spend six motes for audience enthusing display to get three auto successes. And ignores the penalty for targeting multiple characters with social influence, which I don't think I'm really targeting multiple people because everyone is soulless. So... Zeke is still a little, uh, still coming back out of his shell. I got eight successes for me. Correct. So, with both of you, uh, getting eight successes, and while Zeke does, Zeke adds, I don't want to say that he adds nothing to it, but his role was, his role was not enough to beat, uh, this person's resolve. He's a little shaky. But with nine and eight successes, respectively, um, you put on a you both put on a performance uh, that uh, brings a tear to this person's eye. Uh, Tyler, uh, as this person is a fay, and you have that hope kindling uh, thing for the uh, for your staff. I do. Um, you can raise these, uh, you can raise the staff's rank up, uh, by two. 
Oh, okay. Does it sit at one? It sits at one. Then it's at three. Out of four. Yeah. (laughs) It's pretty good. Yeah. This whole performance takes up time to explain the intricacies and uh, show the dance dance moves and everything. It is spur of the moment. So this spur of the moment uh, dance number that you both have put on has caused the Fae to kind of weep tears of joy in watching you. And as that he does this, you can feel like things have kind of come to a head. And as that you kick open the door and breathe fire out onto the deck, the storm is no longer there. And instead, there is a harbor in front of you. And he looks to you with he looks to both of you with a smile and says. If you ever need to come through again, just please bring a story with you. And uh, if you need my help uh, with anything important, as the Autumn Dragonblooded did, and he motions towards the people, the soulless husks of people, you now know my price if you ever need help out in creation. It is a price that he paid many times. And you guys are free to head on off the boat. Ferris would just nod um, knowingly and uh, head off the boat. And Ricky's not going to say anything to this effect, but as he walks off, he does have a bit of a glare. Not a glare, but like... Eye contact that's a bit longer than necessary with the Fae. It is trying to convey that, like, I we, we're never going to find each other again. Other than the situation, or else there might be a problem. He's not going to say that. That's just what his look conveys, and he's going to walk off the boat. As that you walk off the boat and onto the harbor, you can feel the shifting energies of the area kind of ensorcel you all for a moment as that boat as the boat pulls away the harbor begins to shake and suddenly the wood wraps up from uh from the boat not from the boat from the uh from the dock that you have stepped onto and it is dark for a moment before a flickering essence light pops on above you much like a light bulb in real in reality flicking to life and you all find yourselves within an office building. I would like to note uh, the look that Ferris gives them, like the knowingly look, isn't a like, that's awful. Like, she doesn't tip, like, care too much. As like Eliana or Ricky would about killing people. But I will say once she got on the dock she immediately like laid down as if like almost like embracing it and just took like very deep breaths. Um, if I may, Brendan, can I 
make a medicine roll to try to help Ferris not feel nauseous from seasickness? I mean, we all know that the way that you really do that is just give her a little bit of seaweed. I mean, I'm on land now. Like, I'll I'll be fine now that I'm on land. It, just give me a moment. I hate that that's true, Brendan. <laughs> yeah, well, you, you can thank Cody for that. No, no, I can't. No, I can't so, thank Cody. Well, that you all are stuck looking for a moment uh, at your new surroundings. We swing back to the Cerulean Tunnel, where fog sharks have begun to start have gathered to find a veritable buffet of tyrants. There was a swarm of sharks coming in through the mist of the uh, blue tunnel underneath of uh, the Bay of Chiroscuro uh, coming in. And uh, it had just picked off uh, one of your guys as that fog sharks are known to be ambush predators. You don't expect the shark to come out of the fog after all. After that, uh, we had narrated that Tarali had uh, told the rest of uh, the crew to go and that you would hold it off here. So let's see if that you and your battle group of tyrants can, in fact, hold it off here. Hopefully. So my question for you tonight, Michaela, is is because uh, this is probably going to change how that uh, we determine uh, when that things are won. Um, are you planning to just you and the tyrants to just make a mess of the uh, of the fog sharks? Or are you guys going to be doing kind of a, uh, a a combative retreat? Like basically, like if they come at you, you're going to take them down. Uh, but instead, you're just kind of retreating or are you going to take these sharks to the slaughter i mean i said the plan was to make shark fin soup last we left off so i feel like i gotta stick to what i said okay then so you're going to make shark fin soup i'm going to need uh two rolls from you uh, that would be join battle rolls the first one would be uh for yourself uh, and the other one would be for the tyrants. Those would be uh, wits and awareness rolls for joint battle, I believe. Um, so their let's see. So their joint battle roll is a ten for the tyrants. Yep, and mine's a nine. Mm-hmm. And but you can in fact pump yours, and if you wanted to do some kind of like cool entrance or whatever uh, for a stunt, that would you know also give you uh, extra extra dice. Are there charms specifically to kind of bolster joy in battle? Uh, yes, those would be awareness charms. Uh, one, ones that specifically bolster join battle. Um, I don't think that there's anything that actually specifically says join battle gets a gets a buff to it. But generally speaking, if it's an awareness charm, then it would help with that. I've got precision observation methods, so one dice per moat. I will add four dice for funsies for mine and I'll leave the tyrants as is. Okay. So that would put you at 13 dice and them at 10. That That's not right. 
That is, in fact, not right. Uh, I mean, technically it is. It's just uh, you're using the wrong bot. So if you wanted to keep that role, we can. It's not a terrible role. I mean, that's a nine on your join battle plus three from uh, from the the three automatics. So that would put you at 12 join battle, 12 initiative right off the bat. So they are the tyrants are actually going to be at an eight because all join battle rolls get three automatic successes. And then I also need to make some rolls. The swarm is going at six. So you go before them and. I'm going to just assume that a two is not going to beat you out on this, which is fine. Uh, I mean, you did just basically roll an awareness roll anyway, so... And I believe you also have battle f- combat battlefield awareness, is that correct? I do have a specialty in battlefield awareness. Oh, that would absolutely apply. So, d- did you roll that with the last one? No. <laughs> okay, so add another die. <laughs> uh, well, nothing, but you're still going out of 12. You, Tarali would absolutely notice this with her... Uh, battlefield awareness as that the fog sharks begin to come into the uh the mist and kind of like they're not necessarily like making battle lines or anything but to the best of their ability they're kind of like swarming and kind of like constantly moving so like there's like a new shark like kind of roy it's almost like having like a big school of fish except in this case the fish are sharks that can swim through fog. <laughs> um, totally just to horrifying. Kinda, Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Horrifying. Uh, the other thing that you notice um, is for a brief moment, the, uh, the, the sun that is kind of shining down uh, through the, the, the top layer of water and then kind of through the, uh, the glass, uh, the, the, the glass tunnel that you all are in. Um, there is a sudden brief, like, shadow that goes over the sun as you are aware of a bigger shark. I, okay, so I'm aware of a bigger shark. Is the bigger shark part of the swarm, or is it just kind of hanging out? Uh, it is hanging out, and it has an initiative of eight. It will be making its, uh, its approach into the combat soon. Do we know, <laughs> or is there any way for me to infer if this shark joining wants to eat specifically me or is it just looking for bloodshed and I can toss it a few sharks does it seem to care is it eyeballing anyone specifically uh you you are its prey in this case marvelous uh basically there there's a bat there's a bat there's a uh battle group of fog sharks and then there is the bigger shark for you to deal with. Or initially it was supposed to be you, uh, uh, divine and, uh, alien who were going to have to deal with this, but womp womp. I'm sure that you'll be fine. You, you've, you've proven multiple times that you can take on a behemoth or things uh, bigger than you. I'm not entirely convinced, but we'll see how it goes. If I die, give me a wonderful eulogy. Oh, we will. We will. 
I'm not convinced you're going to die, though. Tarali and the tyrants uh, tell Elian and Divine to go. They'll hold off the fog sharks. I'm going to assume that you all are going to uh, do that or else this is going to get real awkward real quick. Oh, Divine was running before he was told. Oh, okay. As long as Tarali is not staying by by her, staying behind by herself, Elon be like, "You can handle this." She's got the tyrants with her, so she's gonna be fine. Uh, she is not staying by by herself. Uh, she is going to be sending uh, one of her talon leaders, Varric, uh, with you all uh, to kind of like report back and kind of basically. Be, be the person in uh, be, uh, I don't want to say be the person who's like letting you all know what that her plan is, but that that's basically the idea. They're the go between. They are. They are, in fact, the go between. They probably have some. I don't think they're exalted, but I they 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 might have since they're a named NPC, they might have some sort of trick up their sleeve to communicate. They're just God blooded. It's fine. It's fine. So, you all go running. Trolley has bought you all some time. It takes a bit after the after the initial run before the, the little mist or fog is gone from the tunnel. Probably about another uh, another good miles worth of a jog to get to get out of this uh, the the danger zone. Oh man, can we roll for this? I want to see who would win in a foot race, Elion or uh, Divine. Absolutely. Uh, that would be, uh, well, since it, it's going to be a longer run and less of us. Well, are you guys sprinting or are you guys uh, doing a marathon kind of run? I think we're both booking it. Yeah. We can. I mean, it, it's only a mile. Yeah. If it's a marathon, uh, if it is a sprint, then that would be Dex and Athletics. Are you going to be cheeky and try and throw something at this, or are you just going to run it straight? Are you talking to Cody, or are you talking to me? Cody. Because I'm running it straight. I don't know. You roll first, and then I'll let you know. That's fine. I got a four. Boom. Wow. Rolling it straight, you got a five. Uh, The air aspect is faster than the water aspect. Oh. So as you guys get out of the fogged up area, you uh, kind of look up and the area is beginning to darken as the sun begins to set. Uh, it is no longer shining through the, uh, the, the blueness of the ocean above you. Uh, what's your plan? Well, what all is really around us besides it getting dark? Uh, you are still within the tunnel. Uh, you can see out into the ocean and around you is simply just a glass tunnel. Are there any wasps in it? There are not any wasps in it. Good. All right. So we are standing in the tunnel, the sun setting. Are there any identifying like landmarks or anything to 
give us a hint as to where we're at? Under the ocean. <laughs> like, you're under the ocean. Truly, under the sea. Uh, what, what that I'm asking, more or less, is the sun is setting. There is no artificial light source in here. Are you guys going to make camp? Or are you guys going to uh, proceed? Nine, do you feel tired? I don't. I think we should keep walking. Yeah, I'd say keep going. Okay. So you guys continue walking. So you guys continue for, for about an hour or two before the sun finally sets. There is no artificial light in here anymore. In fact, there is no light. What do you do? What do? I mean, I have cat eyes, so I have decreased difficulty in the dark. Let's see. I can see relatively fine, so if I need to guide us, I can. Yes, let's go with that. You are in the twilight zone. Ah, so we're out of the sunlight zone. We're at the twilight mm-hmm. zone now. We're deeper down. Got it. Correct. Anyways, if if Divine will let Elion guide him, then they will do that. Yeah, totally. Your turn to take charge. Okay. Um. Then in that case, Elion, could you give me a perception and awareness roll? As you are walking in the dark and your eyes are adjusting to it, there is a, as you're moving, you can feel like a sudden change in the floor beneath you as it is no longer uh, giving the same glass uh, sound as that you step on it. I would like to see if that you can recognize some problems that are coming your way. Okay. I assume it's visual or is it auditory? Yes, it would be visual. Five. That's just a base roll, essentially. Okay. With five successes, you can hear the sound of stone uh, beneath you, and your eyes adjust uh, very rapidly in time to see that you have come to uh, and not fallen down a set of large stairs that look like they're made for someone slightly larger than the average build. Uh, Probably this would look more at home for someone like Mountain. I'll relay that to Divine. Do you all continue? Are there any other ways to go? Is it literally just go back the way we came or go down these stairs? It's literally go back the way you came or go down these stairs. This is a straight line. Uh, are we technically out of the tunnel now? Uh, you are still on the path and you are technically out of a tunnel. Yes. So is this open area now or is this just like an amorphous set of stairs in the middle of like space? It is a set of stairs in the middle of space. So in theory, we could just fall off the edge of the stairs. Yes, yes, you could. How wide are the stairs? I know I realize they're big enough that mountain could go out them, but like, how wide would they be? They are roughly 
seven feet wide. You both could easily walk uh, side by side. Is it still dark? Uh, yes, yes, it is. Okay, Divine, there's some rather large stairs here. There, We can't really go on either side, so just stay behind me and keep an, a hand on my shoulder. I don't know what's off the edge of the stairs, but if everything else we've seen is any consideration, nothing good. Oh, yeah, it's probably uh, death and or, uh, you know, horrific dismemberment. We might wind up back at the labyrinth with the wall. Uh, Mr. Mays ain't that bad. No, not comparatively to some other stuff that could be around here. Yeah. All right, be careful. Got it. Okay. Uh, being careful, um, I would like the both of you to make me stamina and athletics rolls. Uh, Divine is going to be at a higher difficulty as I don't believe that he has a way to see in the dark. As you all, basically this is because as you proceed down, the stairs become wider and wider, but larger and larger. Uh, they, they eventually are going to require you to uh, kind of shimmy off the side and lower yourself down to the next step. Nine. Vine's going to just use Pumping Bellows Stride to just jump the whole distance. He's not going to be able to see what's at the bottom. I mean, he's an air aspect. I don't think he takes falling damage. I don't. Uh, but what I'm going to do is... Uh, oh, no, he is going to do something. Um, I'm going to use four motes uh, for effortlessly Rising Flame. That'll add two successes. And then... One moat to do Soaring Leap Technique uh, to jump, pretty much jump forward and make my anima glowing to provide light to catch myself in the land. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll give you two extra dice for that. You know, being careful. <laughs> when has Divine ever been careful? Exactly. Oh, boy. Well, about that. Uh, is that not? Uh, yeah, uh, I think that is. Do you not reroll any of that? None of them. Uh, wait, no, I reroll. Rerolls a single non one failed die. OK, go ahead. If you can get a single success, then that is not a botch. Well, then. Okay. For a blazing instant, Divine is alight, and you, Elian, with your cat eyes suddenly being having to adjust to the light, is blinded, and you see Divine rush and go forward. And the problem is, is that you see Divine rush forward to the side just enough just a smidgen that his arc will take him so that he does not land on the on uh, a couple stairs down 
and he will be falling into the darkness. You go first at, at initiative 12, starting off this combat. Uh, you can see the fog sharks roiling as a, a swarm of them is readying to uh, crash into the tyrants. What are you going to do? That is a good question. It always sucks to go first. And what did we determine I had to do to assume the stance to be able to do all the other stuff? Uh, the stance is a simple action, so it does take up your whole turn to do. Uh, as far as the um, as far as the reflexive one, I believe that. Whenever you strike someone successfully, soak all the damage, you can reflexively assume the form. Yeah, because the other one was... uh... Landing a withering strike that doubles your current initiative. Yeah, yeah, that one one can be good, but right now, at initiative 12, that's going to be very hard for you to do. Which is unusual, because I normally don't do good on initiative, so I'm glad I chose the other one on this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so then you can you can either choose to start running in and maybe uh, take a hit or something and try to soak everything, or you can spend your turn to just assume the form. I will just spend this turn assuming the form. That way I'm good to go once it comes back around. Okay. Well, then you have your form Uh, going next at eight is going to be the tyrants. As well as the bigger shark. But the bigger shark isn't uh, focusing on the tyrants, so uh, I'm going to let you have their turn first. Guess I would just while I'm assuming my form. Have let them know to go ahead and attack the sharks and make sure we take plenty of fins so we all can eat well tonight and let them rush forward as they see fit. They're going to yell out uh, probably with some sort of uh, cry of, of one of wanting shark fin soup tonight and are going to go and attack the uh, and attack the swarm. Uh, I'm looking at your thing here. It looks like that they have a, I believe that they have a, an attack pool of 11. Oh, that's right. Because I don't have my full battle group. So, right. Yeah. Let me just, they use the soldier template. I believe your pool actually currently is a 14. Marvelous. I will let you know, fog sharks are pretty good at evading, but this is a swarm of them, so probably not the best. Yeah, not too shabby. Eight? Yeah, that is not too shabby at all. Uh, you are going to hit them with a, uh, with since they are also a size three group, um, oh wait, no, no, that does not increase their, uh, their combat stuff 
or not their combat stuff. It doesn't increase their their evasion at all for being bigger. So you actually doubled their evasion. So um, damage would be you should be rolling nineteen dice. Wow. Yeah. Eleven successes. Holy shit. Oh, you know what? I just realized that I, I did mess something up there. It was too um, good to be true. I know. I'm sorry. They have a soak of 13. Or I'm sorry. No, you guys have a soak of 13. I need to look at their soak. They have a soak of 12. So you would actually you would actually roll seven dice. I'm sorry, it's been so long since we've had a combat. <laughs> you know, you build me up just to tear me down. Woo, five. That That's still five successes. That's... For the record, they have a magnitude of 12, so you did almost half of their life in one hit. I mean, but compared to the 11, you know, it just, it doesn't feel the same. Compared to almost taking them down an entire size category in one hit, yeah, I guess it does not feel the same. But yeah, the the tyrants clash with the uh, the swarm of fog sharks and just go to town on them. They start hacking fins off. Uh, blades get stuck into gills and like eviscerating them. Th- this this mist has quickly turned red. And as if drawn by the scent of blood, the bigger shark is going to make its entrance. Uh, the mists begin to kind of coalesce at uh, at Tarali's feet, as you can kind of uh, the 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 water and everything is being kind of like pushed around uh, as that more mist is kind of forming. And eventually, the large head of a megalodon-sized fog shark pops out of, like, through the uh, through the glass of the tunnel and goes to bite down on Tarali. I will let you know that I am rolling a withering attack. And its bite is nine dice. Um, How would you like to defend? I am going to try really hard to not get eaten by a megalodon. I'm going to attempt to dodge the shark, as one should. I do have threshold warding slots to up my evasion or get some auto successes. Okay. Um, what is your dodge at right now and how much are you going to pump it? I've got five dots in dodge. Okay. Threshold warding stance is the, the dodge excellency. So you can pump two motes and get yourself one evasion. Uh, do, do you have a dodge specialty at all? No, unless this shark is an accountant coming to check my book. No. <laughs> no, okay, unfortunate. I did right now. 
So then you can pump your uh, that would pump your uh, your evasion up to a seven. And did you want to describe the the dodge for me for a little bit extra? So upon seeing the smuggledom incoming, not that you could not see it, um, Trolley is going to try to do a martial arts flip backwards. Think Capoeira. Brazilian dance fight type. Just try to flip backwards um, to get out of its way um, and lower. So hopefully as it's coming up on me, it'll go over me and I will have dodged backwards and low enough to avoid it. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to bump your defense up by two for that. Cause I, I kind of like the idea of you like back flipping out, out of where that its mouth would be. And then like having it kind of like sail over you as you land in like a, uh, like a cool superhero crouch position. Definitely. That's going to put you at a nine, which is the exact amount of dice that it rolls. Five successes. <laughs> oh, you, you don't have to roll that. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Defenses are just static. I have to roll to hit you. Marvelous. I just make sure it doesn't have any weird rules like being able to get like double eights or something. Nope. Wow. I'm not rolling too good tonight. Perfect. <laughs> the, 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 the Megalodon fog shark comes up sails over you after that you flip over it and it basically kind of like goes to uh basically kind of go through the tunnel and go back out to keep moving but in the course of this time you will have like an opportunity to hit it like it is now on the battlefield to be hit it's just kind of like it's not unless, of course, that it makes a move action to, like, get out of the way of you. Basically, it's kind of like swimming around and, like, coming in. And, like, if you need to hit it, like, you can punch it, you know. Very, very theater of the mind over here. How far away would you say he is from me? I would say that before that he started doing this, he was probably, uh, probably like two or three feet from you. Uh, he was pro- he was within short distance, and then he ran and jumped. Want well, you know how far away he is from me? As soon as I realize, oh, he's not going to land on the steps. I believe that he probably went all the way out to medium, if not long. That I might not be able to do what I want to. Do. What do you want to do? Let me know what it is, and I'll let you know. So it's it's really wonky and I don't and mechanically it doesn't work. But I do have um if he's at medium range, I do have it's technically a dodge roll that lets me move a range band in any direction. Um if I dodge an attack. So that's why it's like it doesn't technically work. So I was gonna see if like he is he just missing the steps? He, he no, he is going to be missing the steps by quite a bit. Yeah, man. I have hopping firecracker evasion to throw something at me. Ooh, ooh, okay, okay, we could do this. We could do this. Cool. I'm gonna throw a bolt at him. A bolt of my essence stuff at him. 
Okay. And then I hope he's able to dodge it and just move a range band back to the steps. Yeah, both of you, both of you, give me some descriptions. If they're cool enough, I'll let it fly. And then you know, if the dice let it let it fly. All right. So it takes Orlando just a second, and it's like, oh no, he's not going to make it. Divine, dodge this back to the steps, and they're going to like pull back, kind of like hand, like position, like drop to the ground position, and just kind of like not kamehameha, but basically Kamehameha Hadoken style, just like blast just like blast it out, but kind of aim towards Divine's feet. That way if he can't like use hopping the hopping technique, maybe he can bounce off the energy and jump back to the steps. You're gonna make him try and do a double jump? Essentially if he if he can't get the hopping firecracker technique, maybe he can like bounce off it he'll still probably take some damage from it but maybe it like because it's a manifestation it's essentially corporeal so he could still get maybe some leverage up from it to make it back to the steps okay cool i'll I'll give you two dice and an extra success for that that sounds really i i like it when you get wonky with this wait wait giving her two dice and an extra success is bad for me can you give it can i give him give that to him uh Cause I'm not, I'm trying, no. I guess to, I guess maybe the success so I can uh, aim it to the I, spot I'm, where I want it. I'm not, I'm not, you are not making an attack. Okay. I, I mean, just, you, you are, but you aren't like, I'm not going to have you actually, unless the course that you both botch, I am not going to have divine take damage from this. Okay. So it's just to get the placement correct in a way. Yes. Yes. That, that is what that I want you to do is, uh, this is, this is for placement, not to actually hit him. This is so fucking goofy. I love it. Because my original plan, I was going to use hopping fire technique to like jump, grab him and like push him back on. And then I was going to try and grab the ledge. But this is more wonky and interesting. Okay, so I found what I was looking. I was looking for become the hammer. And Cody, what is your evasion? Uh, Evasion is four. Okay. I'm going to use five moats out of my personal. Okay. So that'd be 17 dice you're rolling, I believe. So eight successes. Fantastic. All right. There's a Hadouken coming your way, Divine, to to help you dodge back. What are you doing? All right. Uh, So as this uh, glowing ball of energy flies towards Divine... Uh, his his own hands begin to glow uh, with a with cackling blue electricity uh, to put a barrier between his skin and the blazing hot energy coming towards him. Just before it makes contact, he grabs onto the either side of the orb, letting his downward momentum carry him into like an orbital slingshot back towards the stairs. Okay. I'll give you two extra dice and an auto success for that. Um, I believe that you said that you're rolling to dodge technically. So that's going to be a Dex and dodge roll. Weirdly enough. (laughs) Yeah. Let's see. Let's see if you can dodge the air to get back to the ground. Uh, 
Also, Brendan, I had to spend eight motes to go into my form to get the distance I needed. Okay. That technically is a simple action, so I'd be up to you if you would allow that or not. Uh, for for the purpose of this, yes. Since it's not combat, it's it's fine. If it was combat, or if they, we were literally about to get into combat, I'd be a little bit more like, no. I'm going to go ahead and use a willpower to add another die. Uh, auto success is what you add. Yep. Well, I'm it's not it's right better now. than zero. <laughs> uh, seven successes is pretty fucking good, bud. So you orbital slingshot your way back to the staircase, landing upon it uh, solidly. You and Elian have had a little bit of a scare, and you're both now. Uh, no, Elian used it from personals, but so you're glowing. Oh no, no, I had to. I had to use the eight motes out of peripheral, so I'm oh, also glowing. So you're both glowing. You both are glowing, and there's a little bit of a <laughs> huff of excitement, I guess, as that you guys look down and can see the landing uh, within. Within a relative distance, it's going to take you a couple minutes of carefully getting down there. But by time that you guys get down there, I will let you know that you will have regened about five motes. An hour will have passed since you have spent essence. But upon getting down there, you find a large, a large wooden door that is of kind of a style that Divine is used to. Um, it's it's a very Shogunate style, which is to say it's kind of like a simple door that like slides open and has the little uh, opaque papers uh, upon it. it. It's very Lukshayan, which is to say uh, of the Shogunate era. Yeah. Uh, what do you all do uh, when confronted with this giant door? Oh, also, after Divine, like, launches himself back to the pathway, and Elion was, like, glowing before launching that, they're gonna look at Divine and just be like, let's not do that again, please. But think of the practical applications of that move. You gotta practice every once in a while. You know this. And what if either one of us had missed? Yeah, I figured it out. I'm sure that, like most things in this place, uh, falling into the pit probably just, you know, drops you right up at the top of the stairs. That sounds like something dumb enough this place would do it. Let's, they just kind of, like, take a soft sigh and do a slight, like, shake of their head. Let's just keep going. What is the entrance etiquette uh, for, like, doors? And look, it sounds weird, but do you just knock? Or is there, like, a special etiquette uh, for showing doors? Usually you knock and announce yourself and then open it up. All right. Uh, I am going to do that once we get to the landing and approach the door. 
Divine's going to step forward, uh, knock three times, and uh, announce himself as Amalar Divine of Jens Amalar. You announce yourself through the door. And uh, am I to assume that Elian is following behind? Yes. The two of you walk into the room, uh, which you thought might have been much larger given the stairs, but it is actually regular people sized. Uh, someone like Mountain would have to uh, crane their head a little bit or maybe crouch just a little bit to be in here. You can see large cubicles. Uh, not, I'm sorry, not large cubicles. You can see multiple cu- rows of cubicles that are moving forward. Uh, as it, it appears, you all are in some kind of large office building. Wait, wait, I got this. Uh, Chris, we both need to use our deep listening palm to see if we can uh, hear any smart asses in this office. Yeah, I could also just send a message to them. But where's the fun in that? No, I was going to say, well, uh, if it didn't make it to him, it either got intercepted or, you know, they're not within like three miles of us, I think is what it is. What are you all going to do now that you are inside of an office building? Paperwork. Okay. Do you go over to the nearest cubicle? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go over to the nearest cubicle and investigate the papers to, you know, see what's get a better feel of what goes on in this office. Okay. I um, just realized the two characters with bureaucracy are in the office now. Yeah. When you go over to the first uh, to the first cubicle that you see, there is a picture frame on it with a very blurry picture. And you can see a scroll that's being written in in no language that you know that seems like it kind of shifts as that you're looking at it. And the pens are there, but the ink for the, the, the quills and the, uh, the, the brushes are is dried. It looks like no one's been here for quite a while. Taking a closer look like is the picture blurry like some sort of magic is putting it out of focus or is it like there's dust on the picture frame well i did say that there's no real dust build up here so yes it's blurry as if that there's some kind of like uh uh they they they, they or maybe that's just how the picture looks wibbly wobbly bullshit magic everything looks Anything that would have some kind of definition here looks slightly out of focus. As yeah, if, like we're in a dream. Hmm. Yeah, I, that's, I, that's a I good point. I still stand by my we're in fucking Yushan. I might be wrong. Yes, that's what you find on the first uh, the first cubicle that you go into. Do we hear anything, or is it just completely silent? Yes, yes, you do. You can hear as kind of a you can hear muffled conversations happening as well as the light sound of brush upon parchment uh, is kind of 
echoing throughout this area. Though, oddly, you don't see anyone. Well, uh, getting nothing off these papers. Place is starting to give me the creeps. Because, you know, people are working, but there's nobody here working. You got any thoughts? Um, I'm going to shift over to the next desk. Does it look any different or is it still kind of like ominously empty? It's kind of ominously empty. Are there any like just flipping through and just looking through more of the files, like actually pulling drawers open and looking at stuff? Do we see anything we can actually read? Uh, no, no, you do not. And everything appears to be more or less the same document repeated over and over again. There's a header that you can't read and information that is slightly blurred out. Maybe every now and again, you, you think that you can make out a word, but when you focus on it, uh, you're sure that it wasn't that word that you were thinking of. Yeah, I reckon we do what we've uh, we've been doing and uh, keep walking. Oh, I, I, okay. I have an interesting question. So, being kind of like the paper person with like some bureaucracy outside of like divine, like I look through articles and stuff like that. Does this setup of this office just look like a stereotypical? office or does it look familiar at all you swear that you've talked to your contact once or twice and that this might be similar to what the main guild office in nexus looks like divine does this place look familiar to you at all brendan does this place look familiar to me at all uh i mean you're not from nexus so uh mm, no i didn't think so no, never seen it. Like, it looks like it's... It it feels familiar, but it doesn't... I've never seen this place, you know? Uh, if it's similar to, like, the head office of the guild, would I happen to know where, like, the, the boss's office is, by chance? Or where the most reasonable place for a boss's office would be if it was on this floor? Hmm. That sounds like an intelligence and lore role to me. Or bureaucracy. Whichever you prefer. Actually, you know what? No, that does sound like intelligence and bureaucracy. The guild is very bureau bureaucratic. Five. You know from talking with your contact in the guild that most uh, factors at one of the head offices prefer to observe from the center and at an elevated position. And while you don't see anything that rises above into the ceiling from where you are, that doesn't mean that there isn't a center that can help observe everything else. You did just come in from one side, and you guys can clearly see a wall behind you that stretches, well, as far as you can see, 
left and right if you turn around. So there may be an observation place in the middle of this if we can ever reach the middle of it. Uh, this also may just be some weird never-ending office. But who knows? I would like to try to walk to the middle of it to see if we can find that observation area, if it exists. Well, we know it's not never-ending, because if it's infinity to the left and infinity to the right, then we are in the middle. So we at least know that much. There has to be an end to it. Interesting logic, so we'll, we'll go with that, and let's look for the middle area. Thank you for taking the time to enjoy our show. If you liked what you heard, why not leave a review or tell a friend about us? It helps get the good word out about the work we put into this show. If you wanted to ask us any questions, you can contact us through Twitter at A Pair of Dice Lost or email at A Pair of Dice Lost at gmail.com. The theme song for this game is Dragon Dance by Raphael Crux, used under a Creative Commons license. And for making it this far, I saw that cool thing you did, so have some stunt dice. <laughs>